Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey, Viz Media, What Pumpkin Studios, or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you're old enough to vote for our clown juggalo overlords. It's time to go to hell. Hi, welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fancast in the year of our Lord 2018. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth, and I'm a little miffed. I thought you would go to the courthouse and change your name before the second episode started. I thought that was our agreement, and you didn't do it. No, see, that was your agreement. With me, I never signed anything. I never agreed to anything. You just said that I was going to do it. Okay. And then just sort of left off there. I guess just for convenience sake, instead of calling me Elizabeth, you can just call me Lizzie. Oh, that that's... Uh, just to make everything easier on the listeners. Yeah, you know, they, they get confused. It's all for them, really. Well, Elizabeth... We did read more Homestuck. We did. I sort of, I thought maybe that after that last time we would just give up the ghost and just, it would just disappear forever. But here we are again. I don't know if this is true at all, but I had the sense that you enjoyed it more this time. I, I would say that's correct, actually. I did. I, I did enjoy it more. Is there Was there anything in particular that made you enjoy this session more than the last session? Or are you just numb to the feeling now? No, see, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the pester logs this time around. I enjoyed TT's errors in <laughs> uh, attempting to manipulate the items in John's house. I did I did enjoy that quite a bit. Uh that's really good because this is this is a part in Homestuck that's pretty fun. This is kind of what everyone thinks of when they think of the first few acts, these weird bathroom shenanigans. Everything about TT is really good in this first section. Yeah, I I really liked her. Like, I think she can give off a sort of sense of being kind of pretentious. I actually wasn't sure how I felt about her during some of the sections here, and then she started, like, playing around with stuff and and messing up and taking huge (laughs) chunks out of John's bathroom. (laughs) And I definitely appreciated that. I think she's definitely more endearing the more time you spend with her. Yeah. Because at, at the beginning, she... It is a little hard to determine which parts of her dialogue are sarcasm and which are genuine, but I do think that was a little clearer this time. Yeah, and I think it's hard for John to determine that as well. He never seems to know when she's joking and when she isn't, which I think leads to some of the awkwardness in their pester locks. Like, haha, um, okay, stuff that he sometimes does in response to her. 
John is always kind of doing that haha okay thing. You'll you'll see he does it to Turntech Godhead sometimes. Uh-huh. Where he'll say some completely batshit insane thing and John will just be like, alright, whatever. Yeah. Which he doesn't go along with it. For someone of that personality, you kind of have to like, do it. Sometimes sometimes you can just go along with it, but sometimes you're just like Let's move on and pretend you didn't say what you just said, because that's the only way this friendship can survive. Speaking of friendship, do you think their friendship came through a little stronger this time? I do. Well, which friendship are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, Turntech Godhead and John. I do think so. He's the one who sent John the rabbit, didn't he? Yeah, he sent him the the bunny from his yeah uh, one of his favorite movies. Yeah, we also I don't know if you picked this up, but in one of that other conversations, John did say that he gave Dave a piece of movie memorabilia also for one of right. his birthdays. So these children have a lot of money to spend on Hollywood memorabilia. Yeah, apparently. But they also clearly care about each other and know what each other's favorite movies are. And I don't think John probably could stop talking about that since that appears to be like his entire <laughs> life. He goes, he goes on this whole rant about Matthew McConaughey. Very much does. But I, I think, you know, I think that's admirable. I think that I think their friendship came through, yeah. At least better than it did last time, where all they talked about was little monsters piss. Yes, that's true. We got introduced to a, another pester chum this time around. Gigi, the one in green. Garden Gnostic? Yeah, I did like them a lot, actually. Oh yeah, you, you did like their use of emoticons. Yes, and exclamation points. Really appreciated the use of exclamation points. They just seemed very enthusiastic and happy. <laughs> and, and I like that, you know? Yeah, they're, they are one of the, just like the, the funner ones. It, I, we actually won't see them for a while. Mm -hmm. They will stay only in internet form for the longest, I think. If I'm remembering any of this correctly, which I could not be also. I could also be remembering this very wrong. There you go. But I, I do think that their internet form is is great. So I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. You were, when we were reading, you said something about <laughs> how unrealistic it was that they were sending packages to each other. <laughs> And I, I just want, uh, I just like you to elaborate on that. Okay, well, I'm just saying when I was 13 and had friends on the internet, we were so ultra paranoid that we did not even tell each other our first names. <laughs> like, we didn't know what, I'm pretty sure I knew what country everyone lived in. Country, not, not state or anything. And that not, not even that for a while. There was one of those internet friends who was actually living in the same state as me and I didn't know until after she moved away. Oh no, that's so bad though. I know, it's so bad. We were just very concerned and very worried that one of us was some sort of, you know, middle-aged creepy guy even like after a year or two of just talking to each other, which no internet predator would be that good at acting like a 13-year-old or that 
be that invested. Let me tell you, I my my brother is thirty years old. There is no way, like he, he's a very good actor. There is no godly way he could, like front as a 13 year old girl for a year there's no way exactly and yet we were still concerned and remain so for quite some time which is all to say that there is no way in any realm that any of us would have given each other our addresses at that point to send each other packages that that was unthinkable this is was we gave each other fake first names. You were you were so worried that some old man was talking to you that you weren't like, hey, my name's Elizabeth. Yeah, basically. And obviously, as this podcast has told us, there's so many Elizabeths. There are that's that's a good point. There are actually there were two Elizabeths on our forum. Just on our forum. So <laughs> So if you want to put it that way, if we ever if we ever need a guest, you can just bring in your old friend Elizabeth. <laughs> just another Elizabeth. It's fine. We can only have Elizabeths on this podcast. Yeah, that's that's the rule. Oops, all Elizabeths. So I do want to ask you are you following the physics of Homestuck, all right. Because I know there were a couple of times that you were surprised of the physicality of the Silidex and the Capsulage cards in the narrative itself. I was imagining that they were more ethereal, more theoretical than they turned out to be. I was imagining it as a, um, a like a, not a metaphor, but a way of just saying, oh, you possess this now and not a physical, like, floating place where they are that they can come flying out of? I wasn't expecting that, no. Because there is a point in this section that we read today where John just shoves a bunch of broken glass into his pockets. Uh, yeah, he sure does. And then thinks, hmm, that was a bad idea. If I put anything else in my pockets, broken glass will fly out at my head. Which does happen eventually. So he didn't really think that through. Well, no, the razor, the razor fell out. The broken glass hit the Harlequin. Yes, the broken glass hit the Harlequin. The razor was what flew out and gave John a nice little haircut that disappeared immediately. And also hit Matthew McConaughey right in the forehead. It did, in his beautiful face. <laughs> in that beautiful face. We had to Google to see if Matthew McConaughey did anything sexist or racist. Yeah, or, you know, anything like that. And then we proceeded to read the rest of that page, and it turned out it didn't really matter. <laughs> so it was it was fine, though. He hasn't. All that comes up is his Wikipedia page. Matthew McConaughey is fine. Knock on wood. As far as we know. As far as we know. Which isn't saying much, but... Like, uh, that's... It's kind of like a coin toss at this point from, like, anybody in Hollywood. Yeah, honestly. So far, John's fine. Matthew McConaughey. So far, he seems okay. Yeah, yeah. We didn't check Nick Cage, actually. But there wasn't as much Nick Cage gushing. Oh, no, I'm too scared to check Nick Cage. Honestly. Uh, Nick Cage is actually one of... uh, Nick Cage is actually one of the core pillars of Homestuck, so I really hope nothing comes out about him. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Fingers crossed. If 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 Elizabeth Google's Nick Cage and it turns out that he said something super racist, this whole podcast is gonna get really uncomfortable. Should I actually Google him? Oh, pl- oh, I gotta know now. Okay, you you have to Google okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google him right now while we're recording. Uh, oh wait, let's see. Uh, okay, okay, first three or just IMDb, Wikipedia, and filmography. And then the next one is Nine Bizarre Facts about Nick Nicolas Cage. So I think... Can you look into his Wikipedia page and see if you scroll all the way down? Does it say scandal? Yeah, no, it, it looks fine um, so far. Let me, let me just check the Wikipedia. There's no bad top stories, aside from some anti-poop activist is flagging piles of dog dew with photos of Nick Cage. Oh! You know, (laughs) I feel like any scandal would come up above that. Yeah, so tentatively Nick Cage is fine. Yeah, we'll we'll keep our ear to the ground on that one, but it sounds like, it sounds like he's okay, although he's apparently had some uh, real estate and tax problems. Oh. And some legal issues. Oh, apparently, in a memoir, Kathleen Turner wrote that he had stolen a chihuahua oh. and was arrested twice for drunk driving, but he successfully won a libel action against her. So, all fine. Apparently, he didn't steal a chihuahua. If you say he stole a chihuahua, he will take you to prison. (laughs) He will. Oh, well, there's also, hmm, the charges were dropped, but, uh, he was arrested in 2011 for suspicion of domestic abuse battery. Um, Oh, that's not great. No, no. uh, He allegedly grabbed his wife's upper arm while appearing to be under the influence of alcohol. And then he later was ordered to appear in court. But on May 5th, the New Orleans district attorney announced that the charges against him had been dropped. So honestly, who knows? I'm not like... mm, I'm a little iffy about that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's put Nick Cage on hold for that. I did not look deeply into Matthew McConaughey's Wikipedia like I did Nick Cage here. So I feel that wasn't really... Matthew McConaughey, they don't... They don't... John doesn't have as much of a fixation for Matthew McConaughey... Okay. ...for the rest of the comic. It was really just that one when he had to examine the, uh... When he had to examine the the poster oh no this is this is this is fine matthew mcconaughey is fine he he rescued various pets stranded after the flooding of new orleans from hurricane katrina matthew mcconaughey is all good oh wow why couldn't john have been obsessed with matthew mcconaughey for longer yeah he's he seems like a really upstanding dude okay he's teaching classes and um started a foundation for teenagers and well damn it john how about this how about every time yeah how about every time john talks about nick cage we just sub him in for matthew mcconaughey good idea let's let's do that let's just do that (laughs) let's just do that that just makes everything better (laughs) yep nick cage is canceled matthew mcconaughey is is the new nick cage nick cage is out matthew mcconaughey is in you heard it here first folks Matthew McConaughey stole the Declaration of Independence. 
Elizabeth, I do want to ask you to summarize how the fuck the Psyllidex works. Oh, God. Because I don't know if it's, like, getting into your head or not. Um. How that actually works, but I'd like to hear what you think. There's a bunch of cards that you can capture. How the fuck do you say that? Um, capture-log stuff? It's like capture. Cap- capture. Capture-log stuff. It's, it's like a capture card. You know, like, when, when you retrieve your password out of a stolen... Right. Or, or, or an, an account. Yeah. That, and you, you're supposed to type in the CAPTCHA to see if you're a robot or not. When you're trying to prove you're not a robot, right, which is pretty meta since this whole thing takes place online and John is arguably a robot. Wait a minute, where did you get that? In a way... Where are you getting that? No, no, not not the character, but like the fact the fact that he is a character in a web comic, he would not be able to pass a cap a cap. Wait a minute. <laughs> are you I'm just saying. Is this I'm just is saying. this your Rugrats they were all in a coma theory? <laughs> this is your John is always a robot theory. <laughs> My Rugrats, uh, 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 everyone's in a coma theory, was that this is just a 13-year-old's fan fiction about themselves, remember? But I'm not allowed to say that because I would get taken out by a sniper from 100 meters away. A homestuck sniper. <laughs> homestuck sniper, exactly. So the Psyllidex has the, has the cards, and you can put stuff in the cards, but only a certain number of things, and then all the cards are full, and the last one falls out. Or is, um, god, I almost just said, like, was yeeted out, which was not a word (laughs) when Homestuck was written, but honestly, I do think it works, because it implies force. And Elizabeth, I do believe it was yote out. Yote? I think yote is the, yes, uh, phrase. Yote yeeten? No, no, no. No, yeeten would be, like, past, past participle. Yeeted doesn't work. No, you're right, yote. You're the linguist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am. I'm, yeah, let's go with Yote. So when when the capture lodge is full and you try to capture lodge uh, something else, the next thing is well, if it's if it's the new form that he just he just got, um, it is Yote out of the uh, out of the capture lodge. Nope, it's it's Yote out of the Psyllidex. Out of out of the Psyllidex, yes. Um, but if it was the original one, he just dropped it. There was no yeeting involved. Which is a definite downside to the new version, I would say. John seemed to have fun going back and forth. And in one of them, you can only, you can only use the stuff that you capt- that you put in the Citadex last. And in the other one, you can only use what you put in first. I think I got that right. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Now for something a little harder. Oh no. So- We've been slowly introduced to the mechanics of Esperb, which is the game that John just installed in this batch of pages we read today. Right. We don't know that much about the game yet. It it kind it's kind of like The Sims, mm-hmm. but if one of your friends was the controller who built all of the houses and made all of the Sims and stuff, but if you were also one of the Sims, right? They could just sort of take stuff apart and manipulate your world willy-nilly and also they didn't know what the fuck they were doing 
which also is is pretty similar to The Sims, to be fair. The only difference is that nobody's trying to seduce the Grim Reaper, uh-huh. and nobody nobody is like trying to set the house on fire, right? And nobody's gotten into a pool and then turned around and seen the, the ladder disappear. The bars yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only difference between Spurb and The Sims. There's some differences. And apparently the walkthrough only goes so far, uh, so TT is having a hard time with that and sort of just figuring stuff out as she goes along, which is unfortunate for John's whole situation, uh, especially his bathroom, oh, God. which she pretty, pretty just completely took apart and placed in various places around the You were, you were enamored with that whole bathroom scene. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> It was very good. It, 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 it's a good joke that Homestuck has, right? It, it is. It's, I did appreciate that. You can see me, right? Tell me what is wrong with this picture. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the really good lines. Uh, I, yeah, I really appreciated when, when TT was trying to move the bathtub out of the house and then just dropped it at the top of the stairs because she lost internet connection. I actually, the the realism of, yeah, well, it must be the weather. It's raining here. Yeah, the sun already set over here on the East Coast is so... Oh, God. And when she says that, she's so fucking pretentious about it. And I love it. And it's so, like, true to life with... Even now, I have trouble remembering what time zones everybody's in. So people will say like, yeah, it's dark here already. And I'll go, huh? What? Oh, wait, curvature of the earth and all of that. You had a page. And while we were reading Homestuck, you said, this is my favorite page. Yes, I did. And I'd like you to elaborate on exactly why this is your favorite page. Okay, so the first thing that I enjoyed was... It's page 160, by the way. Yes, page 160. I, I, first of all, I appreciated the frightened weasel metaphor. I don't know why that just... That just tickled me, but it sure did. And when you don't have a word like yeet, that's the best you can do, I suppose. The, I, I appreciated the uh, psychobabblery. She is tentacle therapist. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, she has, she has reasons. But also just the straight up, there is a cake in the toilet. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> like, I, and then she, she goes from, there's a cake in the toilet to, I need to clean the cake out of this toilet. <laughs> yeah and then just and that transition straight in well almost straight into the well you know the first first the examining the alchemeter in a cautious manner and you know looking through the telescope but then tt's transition straight into whoops (laughs) i feel like there were a lot of parts in this specific reading that you did enjoy a lot i did it's true i my whole whole brand is not enjoying it, but I did, it's true, I did enjoy quite a number of bits in this section. Mm, you know what this means? No. Nope. No. Nope. It means you're a homestuck. Don't, 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 you stop right there. It means you're a big ol' fan of homestuck. <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> that is not what it means. I thought it would take you a little bit longer, but you're very invested in Homestuck, it seems like. And I think no. it's time that Mm-mm. you get yourself a pair of troll horns. I, no. Or maybe you can, you can buy, like, book one and just have it in your bookshelf. Oh, God, or please. you get one of the God-tier hoodies. Definitely You can get not. so much more. You know what you should do? You should, you should buy... Hype swap. Uh, no, mm-mm, no, you're killing me, Lizzie. Don't. Mm-mm. I'm not a home. I'm not a homestuck. That's that's false, and will never. It will never be true as as long as we both shall live. We're in episode two of this podcast, and you're already enjoying yourself. And I <laughs> think it can only go up from there. <laughs> no, the, it's t- 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 findings. One or two things funny does not a fan. Make. Oh, but Elizabeth, we're in the part of Homestuck where it is like the essence of Homestuck right here. So these are the types of jokes that are throughout Homestuck. <laughs> Listen. Uh, <laughs> um, are, are you going to be okay? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to come up with a good defense for that. I think maybe we'll have to, this will probably be the last episode because <laughs> I'm going to have to change my name and move to a separate country. And, Wait a minute. Oh no, I was going to say, you're like, going to change your name? Wear a disguise and then, You're no. going to change your name for me? Oh, damn it. Oh my <laughs> god, you're going to change your name for me. I don't have to be Lizzie. That's what you wanted all along. Oh, that's going to be so nice. Ah, that's what you wanted all along. No, I can't. I can't give in. Uh, well, I guess. I guess I'll just have to stay here, and we'll have to. We'll have to keep this going, and it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. You could just pour yourself a glass <laughs> of wine right now and just lose yourself in the feeling. Wait, you know what? What? You shouldn't be drinking wine. That's not a homestuck drink. You should be drinking Fago. Do I want to know? No. No, the answer is no. Fago? You don't know what Fago is? No. Oh my gosh, I don't. It's a soda. You know perfectly well that I have no fucking idea what that is. Uh, no, Fago is a real drink in real life. What? <laughs> yeah. I actually oh, didn't know that. <laughs> it's. I've had it a couple of times. Me and my friend, when we were both really big homesucks, we did drink Fago on the anniversary of Homestuck a couple times. Well, that's that's pretty bad. I don't think I'll ever be at that level. But Fago is a Homestuck drink. Tab is a home. Do you know what Tab is? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well you got to drink some Tab. That's a big Homestuck drink. Oh, well then. Okay. Good to know so that I'll never drink it ever. <laughs> no. Yes. Alright everybody and welcome to the second edition of the mini game, which is our mid-podcast break that we just do for funsies. Because we can't just read Homestuck, that'd be a pretty boring podcast. It would, and plus these mini games are so fun and and wonderful and please someone help me, I'm trapped in hussy hell. <laughs> All right, everybody, we have five mini-games that I can subject Elizabeth to as some form of linguistic torture. So, 
Elizabeth, why don't you tell the audience at home what five games we could have? The five games we could have are True or False, Image Description, Troll Jeopardy, Hussie's Fixations, or Music Appreciation. And last time we did do Music Appreciation, and Elizabeth was bad at it. I was so bad at it, listeners, I got zero out of five correct and proved that, as I have claimed before, I know practically nothing about Homestuck. That's exactly what we're trying to prove here today with these bad minigames. Now, Elizabeth. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and spin that wheel and decide your fate? Alright, and today's minigame is... Hussie's Fixations. Alrighty, Hussie's Fixations is a really good one. This is a game where I give Elizabeth a word or a phrase, and she has to connect that word or phrase to Andrew Hussie's personal life. Uh, uh, that sounds super fun. And fantastic, and, um... You don't have to lie to me, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely lying. This is, this is mildly horrifying. You know, anything for the listeners. I've sold my soul already. It's too late for regrets. So, Elizabeth, I know you actually do not know that much about Andrew Hussey, the man, the myth, the legend, but I put this game in to help you get a better connection to the man while we're reading his while we're reading his comic. <laughs> well, you know, it's always good to um to know a little bit about the author, about the creator of something so important to our lives and the existence of the the entire culture, internet culture we take part in. It's important. It's important to know who the author is, so we can slam on them later. Exactly! So, Elizabeth, do you want to know the word or phrase that you have to associate to Andrew Hussey's personal life? I do. Alright, today's word for Hussey's fixations is... Fancy Santas. Fancy Santas. Yes. What is Andrew Hussey's opinion on Fancy Santas? Well... That's a, that's a very interesting question. I'm going to say that Andrew Hussey is a fan of Fancy Santas. That he likes them. Is that your final answer, Elizabeth? It is my final answer. Well, Elizabeth, I am sorry to say, no! but that is the second question you have <laughs> that you have gotten wrong in a row. No, Andrew Hussey has a famous disdain for fancy Santas. In <gasps> fact, he has written an entire blog post about how much he despises them. Oh, I'm a and sham! He calls them stupid imposters. I'm a sham. I know where I went wrong now. I was thinking about John's dad's fixation with Harlequins, but I, like a fool, associated John's dad with Andrew Hussey himself and not John, for John is not a fan of the Harlequins. No. 
I mean, Harlequins are different from Fancy Santas, you do know yes, that, right? Yes, however, I feel like in the general, if, if we had to divide up everything on Earth into different categories, I feel like Fancy Santas and Harlequins would be related. I feel like that is a correct assumption. Now, Elizabeth, you have lost this game. Do you know what your prize is? My prize? No, what is it? Did I say prize? I meant punishment, because your punishment is that it's time to read more Homestuck. Oh, joy. Someone help. I can't escape. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for uh, this week's minigame. Next week, maybe Elizabeth will actually get a question right. I kind of doubt it. I, I think I made these questions too hard. <laughs> I kind of doubt it as well, but you know what? That's half the joy. See you next week. Oh, Elizabeth, I wanted to ask you this last episode, actually, but I didn't have the chance to. Oh, go, go for it. Or maybe it. I did. I don't remember if I did or not. What do you think of John's dad? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I actually do think we talked a little bit about this last time, but now we've actually met him. So I feel like I have something more to say about him. I'm not really digging the whole appearance shtick he has going on with the, uh, not having eyes. What's wrong with it? <laughs> I don't appreciate, I feel like, you know, I can deal with something not having a nose. Like, that's like, okay, that's fair. But just straight up not having any eyes gives a certain expressionless horror to his face. <laughs> and I'm sure it's very meaningful. I do want to say that all of the adults look like that. Oh, that's fun. In a sort of Charlie Brown kind of way. Womp, 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 womp. Right, right. They're just different, and there's nothing to be done about that. Otherwise, I mean, he seems to be fine, apart from the... I didn't know what to make of the, um, the fight scene whatever that was yeah where john fights his own fucking father <laughs> yeah with a hammer when his dad is like literally just like holding a birthday cake i did not like that part i can categorically say that was not my favorite no oh do you want to do you have a specific reason why or did you just think it was not funny partly i didn't think it was funny partly I think it's one of those distinctly 13-year-old things, like, no matter <laughs> who your parent is and if they're actually, in reality, great or horrible or whatever, even if they're just, like, baking you a birthday cake, it's, like, time to square up, old man. <laughs> um, in, in John's defense, in John's defense... Yeah. John's mm -hmm. father does not bake him a birthday cake. He does bake him quite a number. He bakes enough birthday cakes where his father comes back from going to the store to buy cake mix. He And then like 30 pages later, he has to leave the house again to get more cake to mix. To buy more cake mix. That's true. I don't know. 
speaking personally as someone who would be delighted if I had like five cakes. It's not five cakes. It's not it's not one cake. It's not five cakes. This this man, th- this disaster of a man. There are at least a dozen cakes that he's made. It's it's a lot of cakes. It at the beginning at the beginning of Homestuck, John says that he has been eating cake all day. There's no way that his father should be feeding him that much cake, even if it's his birthday. Okay, that is that is a little bit much. Um, I do not think that is valid reason to hit one's father with a hammer. But, you know, what do I know, I guess? Did the means justify the ends? <laughs> I also want to point out that John is complaining about his dad and how many cakes his dad has made, while Tentacle Therapist is right there and she's just like well my mom's an alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) um wait 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 we john's just complaining for no reason what's that specific line because i felt like i'd heard that line before the 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 uh, gin and something uh line oh i don't know gin and um okay that's i would swear that i've heard that line before and i'm sure i didn't know it was homestuck but i sure do now I feel like I might have a lot of those moments where I'm like, oh, shit, that was Homestuck. That was Homestuck. Oh. Mm. Not only will you have a lot of those, but you absolutely... Homestuck... Andrew Hussey does this thing where mm-hmm. there will be a lot... There are lines in Act 1 that just pop up incessantly over and over again just throughout the rest of the acts. Ah, and also, y- you obviously can't see it, and I- I'm not going to say exactly what it is because that is a spoiler, and I, I do want to keep this relatively spoiler-free in case anybody who hasn't read Homestuck is listening to this. Right, um, God have mercy on their soul. Oh, I know. Like, why are you- li- like, thanks for listening, but why are you listening? Why is this your first foray into Homestuck? I know for a fact that at least one person who has never read Homestuck will be listening to this podcast, so... Oh, well, hi, that person. You should probably be reading Homestuck along with yeah. us. But there are definitely moments that I get just reading this that I'm like, oh my god, this comes up again in 3,000 pages. <laughs> oh and my god. The, the amount of foreshadowing is a... I don't know if it's intentional or not, and that's what scares me. Is it is it foreshadowing or is it retconning? That's the question. See, that's the thing that I don't know, because I feel like some of it is foreshadowing, because we'll get into this later, but Andrew Hussey does introduce new characters specifically to act as foils to existing characters, that's how some characters exist at all, just to play off of some existing character's arc. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really interesting way he does it. But I do not know if some of these lines are genuinely things that he's, like, write, writing down in, like, a Word document to say, like, call back to this. Right. Or not. It's one of those things where I don't know how much he had outlined when he first started writing this. 
and how much he was flying by the seat of his pants. And then he was like, wait a minute. Right. I can add this in. I do want to say that I think either one I would be happy with. Oh, here's a question. Do you want to talk about the R word? (laughs) Um... So there are a couple of points in Homestuck where it kind of dates itself. And there was one part where I think Elizabeth saw that very clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there was a point where I think it was in a pastor log. Yeah, it must have been because I was reading aloud and John uses the R word. And I came to a screeching halt, got to admit. It's not that I wasn't expecting anything like that. But yeah, it, it gave me pause I'm gonna say I mean I know this is from you know whenever 2009 and they're 13 year olds and still yeah it's it's the point where I don't know if Andrew Hussey wrote that in because that's what a 13 year old in 2009 would say or if he wrote that in because it's what Andrew Hussey would say yeah um if it's the second one I'm not okay with that But if it's the first one, I'm like, I'm begrudgingly okay with that, I guess. That it's in character and not that the word itself is ever okay, but as when it's in a piece of media, it's it's a sometimes a little bit difficult to distinguish between the character and and the creator. I don't think you can draw a comparison to it being like, oh, it's like a historical thing so we can put like oh, racial slurs that no, absolutely. are completely unacceptable in it. But it is very much like having period language for uh, mental illness and disability where it's like, okay, that's not... I guess it's good to remember that period existed so that we don't go there again. Yeah. And, I mean, I I remember when I was, I guess, around that age, maybe a little older, people were still yeah. using that word. I, a lot, like... Like, in 2009, if somebody said the R word in front of me, I... Like, again, I was pretty young in 2009, so I don't know if I would have gone off on them. But if, if it was 2009 and I was 23 in 2009, I, abs- I probably still would have gone off on them because 2009 is, was, is too late for you to say the R word. But, you know, like edgy middle schoolers absolutely would think it was cool to say, even though, like, it's not cool. Absolutely, they absolutely would. It's that time of life where one thinks, I didn't think when I was that age, but I'm an outlier, when one thinks it's the coolest thing to just curse as much as possible, just offend people a bunch. It's the same thing that I was saying about, about John's dad, that kind of like, fuck you old man mentality that really I think comes to the forefront right around when you turn 13 and if there's a way you can horrify people you're probably gonna do it and that's that's why I think if this is John using the r word as a 13 year old boy in 2009 because that's what he as a character would do I completely understand that yeah. It just gets into the waters, like, is is that the character, is that the author sort of thing? No matter what the piece of media is, that's a, that's a hard line to draw. 
I mean, here's Homestuck has a lot of swears in it, and I, I, I do not care. Right. But that, that is. That's on the other side of the line. You know, like once you once you bring in insults of a per, of like a specific group of people, then it becomes less like oh that that's not a curse anymore. That's just a slur. When you're thirteen, you can't. You usually can't distinguish. I it. do also have to say that when John does say the R word, it's not calling a person it. Was he calling it his Silidex the R word or something? Yeah, he, I think it was his Silidex. He was upset because it he couldn't figure out how it worked. Which that doesn't make it a lot better, but it makes it marginally better that he was not saying that to a person. That would have been worse. It, like, it still wasn't great. Oh, uh, while we're on the subject of John's character, though, do you like him any more or less than you did last session? That's a good question. There is something endearing about him, but I only feel it when he smiles. Aww. Like, the rest of the time, I don't like him much, but, but when, he, when he smiles, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You can stay. So you just don't like neutral and expressionless John. You like John when he is... I like happy John. Personally, I like John when he's sitting in his own bathtub and yelling at TT. <laughs> I do. That's a very good John. Well, uh, I don't know if there's a lot else in the uh, about 100 pages we read today um i do have to say next we covered a lot next session that we're like the next section of homestuck that we're gonna read we do see a new we do see a new character and we're gonna finish act one wow we're we're just moving right along act one is really short you can get through it in an afternoon if you really try if you're not recording and reading it all out loud and... And then recording a one-hour podcast right after you read it. Exactly, like some sort of nerd. Who would do that? That's really stupid. It's really weird. No one would do that except for, apparently, two people, both of them named Elizabeth. Two idiots. <laughs> Just reading Homestuck in the year of our lord. 2018. All right, everybody, that's all of the homestuck we have for today. We read page 83 through 186 in this session. Um, you can read all of homestuck at homestuck.com. If you need an accessible version, go to Look How Sane on Tumblr. We have the original webcomic linked as well as a uh, version with image descriptions and the audiobook version. That's lookhowsane.tumblr.com. And Elizabeth does write the transcriptions for this podcast. Yes. All of those are also found on our if blog. You, if you need to contact us for any reason, go on our Twitter at how underscore sane for any questions. And if you just want to give us a shout out or send Lizzie some either ideas for mini games or, you know, fun facts or one of the ones she already has. Also, thanks to John Michael for writing the theme music, as always. And until next time, remember, Friska did nothing wrong. Elizabeth, I'm really starting to think that you don't know what that means.
Bye, everyone.